0: Okay, so in this video, I'm going to be talking about how to use your menstrual cycle to take control of your food sensitivities and really find lasting relief from uncomfortable digestive related symptoms. Um, and the reason that I really love using this powerful tool, it is such a powerful tool is because it helped me so much on my journey. I see it help other women all the time and, um, really what it does, the key thing that it does, although there's lots of benefits that I'll get into in this video, but the key reason that, that I love this tool so much is because it helps us access, What is going on in our body, what we need, the messages that our body's sending, and um, it helps us to really tune in and increase the awareness about what we need at different times of the month. So as women, we are dynamic creatures, and we have these shifts that happen throughout the month. There are at least four um, different phases of the menstrual cycle, so there's those four shifts, but then within, within each, we're kind of you know, in between two phases and noticing some qualities of this phase, some qualities of that phase, and there are these little shifts that happen for our bodies even throughout the day. So I love that this tool helps bring awareness to what we need as an individual at different times. And then we can use that tool and that's that learning that skill, we can use it to um, translate to what foods are serving us, what's serving us is for our stress management what's in alignment, what's not, what's serving you, what's not. And we can figure out all these different things that really we're not taught to be aware of. I think, um, you know, as kids, we're really in tune with what our bodies need. And then we actually are taught to filter out a lot of that and to really not pay so much attention because we think this is what we should be doing or what we're supposed to be doing. And, you know, there's this what's what other people are needing and what other people are doing, but really, um, at a very early age, it is, it would be so useful to help us continue this process of checking in and seeing what feels good, what doesn't, what, um, is in alignment for us, what's serving us, what's not, you know, I think kids just kind of move away automatically from what they're not drawn to. And we, we sort of stop doing that. We become more, um, I guess just more resistant to to listening and also other things kind of cloud the picture for us. So it's really, um, your menstrual cycle can really help you Tune back in, become more aware, and really listen to the messages that your body is communicating. So it's such a powerful tool, and um, it's so fun to do this work with women because it really is about honoring your body. So you know the the action steps and the homework around it are are what is serving you. What are you noticing? and really figuring out, like tracking your cycle, but then doing things to honor each phase, which are the things that you're naturally going to be more inclined to do during that phase of your cycle. So if this um, is not something you've ever heard about before, there's so many benefits, and I'm going to dive into a few of those now. So I've already mentioned the benefits of increased awareness. Um, It's an easy way to access what what your body needs and and become more connected to your body. We tend to live in our heads a lot and really try to rationalize and find the, the logic or like, what have we learned before that can help us with this? But really being in our bodies is so powerful and, um, you know, for me, I have that very kind of typical what we think of as a Type A personality. I'm very task oriented. Um, I like to get things done. I like to be organized. I like things to be um, planned and in order. And when that's out of out of whack, it feels kind of off to me. So those qualities, I think, naturally, I was living, maybe not naturally, but learned somehow through anxiety, through the experiences in my life, I was living a lot in my head. So becoming more connected to my body was and what my body needed and helped me to be more present in the moment. It helped me to um, kind of filter out some of the things that I didn't need to be paying attention to. So those are a few of the benefits. Other things are it really decreases stress because you are honoring where you're at and you're doing things as much as possible when they're in alignment with the phase that you're in. So for example, in the menstrual phase, it's a really important time to rest and renew and regenerate and just kind of be in that stillness and, um, we don't do that a lot. And so part of this process is even if you don't have a lot of time, take five more minutes on the first couple days of your period and let yourself just sit and be and not be running to do the next thing. Take one thing off your to-do list, you know, one thing that you can get away without doing These couple of days, you're going to have a lot more energy when you start the new cycle in your follicular phase, which is the phase following your period. So maybe we can put off that big grocery shop until then. Maybe you can order groceries online and just go and pick them up. You know, there's different ways of working with this depending on your unique life and your unique situation. But um, it really can decrease stress because if we line up what is happening in the different phases with some of, at least some of the activities, you know, in some way supporting each phase, we really, um, it's, it's, it's not only honoring your body, but those things will come easier. So like, for example, the follicular phase, which again is that phase right after your period ends, it's about a week after your period ends. During that time, our prefrontal cortex is doing really well. It's at its optimal. So that is the area of the brain we use for planning, organizing, executive functions. So that's a great time of the month to get things planned and organized and do that. And it'll come much easier than if you try to do it during your period or really during any of the other phases, but there'll be somewhere it's easier and somewhere it's harder. Um, During the luteal phase or the premenstrual phase, which is right before your period, this is a really creative time. It's a time, um, it's a really intuitive time. And so if there's anything you need to figure out or brainstorm, this is a great time to ask. You know, put it out to whatever's out there that's greater than yourself and ask, you know, what it is that you're struggling with or state, I need help figuring this out versus this and then see what comes to you because your subconscious brain and your, your subconscious mind and your conscious mind are closer are are are, are closer. There's more access between the two, more connection between the two during that time. Um, Another example is during ovulation. This is a great time for being social and connecting with people. So like if you want to plan a party, you're going to feel a lot more social and like you need that connection and Um, also probably not so much like you want to plan. So if you plan it during the follicular phase and then have the party or do your presentation or that important conversation you needed to have with your partner or at work or whatever it is, these are really good times where we're more empathetic. We can understand, but we can understand more where someone else is coming from, but we can also communicate our needs and create those boundaries that will help us, um, feel feel in alignment and like we're living true to ourselves. Um and we can do that in a more graceful way during the ovulatory phase. So um I think that covers a little bit of each of the four phases, but there's lots of other ways that we can support those phases and I'll talk a little bit more about those in a minute. Um, but I think it's just really important to understand that if we are able to kind of line at least a few of the activities up with these phases and support that phase, um, that things will come easier and it can really significantly decrease the stress in your life. Um, and it doesn't always take a lot. Sometimes it's just adding that extra five minutes or reallocating a task to another time. Um so another reason I love this tool so much is I think it validates where we are as women you know we we are very much living in a um in a in a paternally masculine influenced culture and um it it's is really set up based on what's happening, the rhythms that happen for most men, which is that 24-hour cycle, and they reset, and they can do the same thing every day. And as women, that's not who we are, and there's a lot of gifts and a lot of strength and power and um, importance in what we can bring to the table as women. And there's times and skills that we can bring things forward that aren't available for um for this more masculine structure that we're working in. So, I think a lot of times what happens is we end up stifling those those times of the month. We expect ourselves to function all the time at, you know, maybe around ovulation where we are really good at connecting and Um, also the follicular phase where we're on point, we're getting things done, we're super productive. And then we set this expectation for ourselves. And if we don't recognize that, like, that'll be back again next month, but right now that's not where I am. Um, it can be really discouraging. It can affect our self-esteem, really make us feel like we're failing, like we're not living up to this marker that we're supposed to be at and it's really not where you're supposed to be it's not how you're created but during the luteal phase you can bring forward more creativity if you let yourself rest and renew during the menstrual phase you're going to come into that um, follicular phase or the time of that time of task mastering and planning with this renewed energy where you can really get things checked off the list. It doesn't mean that you're going to be less productive or less efficient. It actually will make you more effective and more efficient and more productive if you're able to, to give yourself that break. So, um, you know, I think that the menstrual cycle in our, our period and these different, things that happen for women throughout the month are often just stifled. They're not talked about. They're not honored. And, um, you know, especially like maybe somewhere like the workplace, we're just expected to be on this 24-hour rhythm and show up and perform the same way every day. And that's just not how it is. But know that there are gifts and strengths, and it, it can be increase in efficiency, increase in productivity, and, um can And we have a lot to offer because this is the way that we are made. And I understand everybody is not going to be in a work setting where that's respected. You don't have to, it doesn't have to even be talked about. You can do little things to support your cycle throughout. And of course, there may be things at work that you just have to do at a, at, at a different time. But maybe there's something else you can do to compensate. And um, say you're on your period, you have a really hard work day, you have to give a presentation at this certain time, maybe go home and give yourself a break in another area of your life, go home and rest and read a book or take an Epsom salt bath. Do something that will support your body in a way that, um, can help you kind of recover from that. And just having this awareness and knowing that that may be what you need because you have this big thing you have to do can really validate where you are. And, um, can really support you through the rest of the month and boost our self-esteem and you know for me it gave me a lot of permission it gave me permission to say okay I just started my period I'm gonna take a bath I'm gonna read and I'm not gonna make any plans for the next couple of days and you know I still have things I have to get done I've got to work I've got to create um, I have clients to see but I'm gonna do the bare minimum just for a couple of days, and then I'll be back and I'm gonna have more energy if I let myself rest. So it's very validating, and it's such a good way to live in alignment with where you are and to check in and tune into your body and hear what your body's telling you, because this is a lost skill, especially for most adults in Western culture. So um, we kind of went through the four phases the follicular, ovulatory, luteal, and menstrual phases. And um, a couple other things I want to say related to kind of healing from your food sensitivities is that there are certain foods that support the different phases. However, when there's food sensitivities involved, we're all reacting to kind of different things. So, um, you know, as much as possible, you can kind of follow certain like during your period Um, Bone broth or if you're vegetarian or vegan, any kind of broth is really easily digested. So it's kind of also giving your digestion a break during that time. Soups and stews and well-cooked vegetables um, are a great way to go. Also things that replenish. So again, bone broth or um, salmon is very replenishing. Things that will replenish the nutrients that we're losing during our period are really important. Um, drinking lots of water during that time is important. As you come into the follicular phase, the that phase following your period, um, lighter. You don't need as many calories during that time. Lighter meals, steamed vegetables, things like that can be really supportive. Um, the ovulatory phase, if you're going to eat raw foods, a lot of people with digestive issues don't do super well with with raw foods at least in the early stages of healing but if you're going to eat raw foods this is a time when you're you'll be able to tolerate it more if you're going to have a drink that's you'll be able to tolerate that more um so there's a lot of a lot of little things you can do to support through food as well and another important point with food sensitivities is that you may tolerate something at one time of the month when your gut's more resilient and not at another so um For example, you might not tolerate as many high sugary foods during your luteal phase, your premenstrual phase. And that's really common, right? Before your period, you need a lot of calories, you need a lot of protein, and your blood sugar is less stable than it is at other times of the month. So you may notice getting hangry and having those blood sugar crashes. So doing things to support... Your body during that phase can actually decrease your premenstrual symptoms. It can help with your blood sugar. Um, and supporting on the, throughout the whole month can really support these things as well and and support your hormones. It can help to balance your hormones. And um, our hormones in the gut are super connected, super intertwined. We produce and regulate a lot of hormones, the gut produces and regulates a lot of hormones and it also uses hormones to do its job. So they have a very interconnected um, relationship and it's really important to, to stabilize your hormones um, and to work on your gut kind of together. If those are things that are both challenges for you because they feed into each other and healing one supports the other for hormones, you really need to get your gut in order and, um, to a place where it is able to function optimally, to be able to balance your hormones again. Um, so they're super connected, super important to each other. And as you honor these rhythms and honor your body and what you need throughout the month, a lot, um, yeah, you could really start noticing less premenstrual symptoms, less heavy periods, um, and just, more hormonal stability and um, better function in with your hormonal system so 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 many benefits I know there's some that I'm missing right now but I think I'm gonna stop there so this doesn't get too long and um, just say that this is such a powerful tool and if you want to learn more about this definitely reach out it's something I love to talk and teach people about um, I also have a free training that I'm going to link below this video. It dives into the, to the five key steps that helped me take control of my food sensitivities. And this piece with my menstrual cycle and really listening to what your body needs is so paramount to healing. So super, super key. Um, so click on the link below the video if you want to watch that free training and reach out with questions or comments. You can pop those in the chat below. Okay. So if you like this video, hit the thumbs up below. If you um, want more content like this, hit the little bell and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And, um, thanks for listening. I will see you in my next video.